How are your resolutions going? The goals that we discussed at the end of last year? Yeah, I've kind of like, I started to learn a bit of um, like React and stuff, um, but I haven't really been able to sit down and be consistent with it. So I'm doing it. It's not as consistent as it as I wanted it to be. Because um, I wanted to start doing like a little app now, and by now I wanted something there. But that hasn't happened yet. But um, but Jim's consistent. That's working well, apart from this week. Yeah. Yeah, mine, mine are going good. okay. Um, mine was also, mm. you know, to work with React a bit more. I started um, just over the last week or so, I started rebuilding my own website. So the current site's built in Jekyll. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought I'd do it in React. Well, not React, just, you know, on its own. It's, um, I'm building it in Gatsby now. Oh, yeah, which yeah. Which is a, a platform built on React anyway. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's fairly easy transition. It's just um, getting your head around GraphQL is a bit of a weird one. I don't know if you've used it much, but it's just a... No. Yeah, it's like database query language, but without without a database. You're you're um, querying your local files, basically. And, right. Um, it's just a... I don't know. It's a bit of a weird syntax. I haven't really got my head around it yet. Mm. I think I need to follow some GraphQL tutorials to really get to know how to use Gatsby properly. But yeah, I've been following some boilerplates and um, I've got it pretty much set up now. I need to just start styling it because I'm doing a redesign at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So fitness. Yeah. Right. So we both got jobs where we sit down a lot. Um, mm. I do quite a lot of commuting, sitting down in the car. So my commute at the moment is like around about an hour and a half each way on the days I go to the office. Yeah. So don't really get a lot of time to be active. Um, what would you say are the best ways for people in our sort of line of work to get in some activity when you can't necessarily, you know, when, in, when you're pretty much sitting at a desk six to eight hours a day? Yeah. See, what I tend to do is I, I have stints at the desk where I'm sat down. So I'll spend probably about an hour getting some work done, really focus on the work. And then I decide to get up and go for a short little, you know, little walk around the building kind of thing. Um, that helps. Um, Cause if you're sitting all day, you know, it's not good on your back. It's not, it's, it's just not good full stop. And, you know, we're doing this every single day, day in, day out, you know, seven days a week. Um, you know, it, it, it it can take its toll on you. So I just tend to like every hour or so I get up, go for a little walk, have a little stretch, things like that. Um, I have, I haven't got any resistance bands or anything, but that could be helpful as well. Having a resistance band around with you. I mean, they're really cheap to get and, um, just work on some, you know, resistance movements using bands. That could be really good in the office, you know, inexpensive way of doing it. Yeah. I tend to just get up as often as I can as well. Um, I don't really have like uh, a set time that I, I, you know, focus for and then get up for five minutes or whatever. Yeah. It is pretty ad hoc. Um, most of the time it's triggered by like a drink break or bathroom break or yeah. something like that. Um, but I do wear a Fitbit and it does, you know, prompt you every hour to go and take some steps. So yeah, even if I'm not going to go for an extended walk, I might just literally just take one little walk around the office or just go over to someone else's desk and, you know, make an excuse to go and talk to them even. Just to get up mm, for a second. Yeah, get up and make a move. 
when I'm working from home, I tend to get up a lot more. Um, mm. But uh, in the office, yeah, that's what I tend to do. Try and you know. Yeah, at home, if I'm working from home, I tend to get a bit more of an exercise going because you know I'm sort of based in the loft. So I've got two flights of steps, okay. you know, to go up and down. So if I need a coffee break or water, I need to go down to the kitchen, right? So there's that's that's pretty good. So that's a bit more, you know, beneficial for me health-wise. Yeah, maybe I should move my office upstairs because mine's on the ground floor, um, you know, like 10 steps away from the kitchen. So I don't even have to go far. <laughs> yeah. Steps are always good. If you've got steps in the building somewhere, use them, you know, up and down the steps. Helps to, you know, get the heart beating faster and everything. And Yeah, even at the office, we're on the ground floor, so it's like pretty much screwed. Hasn't the building got any steps? <laughs> Was it lifts? Uh, it has, it has, but I've got no reason to go up them. There's nothing, I can't get into any of the rooms upstairs, so I can just walk up and down the stairs maybe. Yeah, so I do that in the, in the office building. So I'm on the first floor now, I'm, and I'm based on the ground floor. So sometimes I use the steps around the back of the building purely for that reason to just exercise the legs so i'll just do it for the sake of you know you know i need to you know exercise a little bit now i do always make a point of going for a um a long walk at lunchtime um mm. you know I'm, we i work quite close to town so it's not a boring walk either you can just sort of wander into town and um sp- yeah. spend at least 45 minutes there just walking around the shops and stuff like that before you get your lunch and come back and then i'll eat at my desk so Although uh, I, I take the full hour lunch break, but most of it is just spent just walking yeah. around rather than sitting down and eating. Walking around, yeah. And that's good because, yeah, like you said, step count. And I um, I do try and hit my step goal. Mm. I've got it set to 10,000 on my Fitbit. 10,000. Yeah, I, I hit it most days. Uh, the days I work from home, I don't hit it as much because I'm eating at home as well. I've got no real reason to go out. Um, um, when the weather's a bit nicer, sometimes I might just, you know, have a little lap um yeah around the around the local roads or I might walk to the local shop or something like that but generally i've got no reason to step out of the house uh when i'm working from home mm. and on those days i do try and you know um just walk around the house a bit more and maybe if i am working out i'll try and do that workout during the day rather than do it in the evening i normally work out in the evening okay yeah so um what sort of tech uh, are you using to keep track of your fitness or to help you stay fit or remind you? Are you? Yeah, so I've got um, the native, um, I forgot what it's called now, the native health app that's on the, on Android. Um, I think it works with Google and everything. It's all kind of like synced together. So it monitors literally every, every time, you know, I make a movement and I step, I'm walking around anywhere, it's constantly monitoring that. So if you're wearing a Fitbit or, you know, wearable, tech like that is pretty much doing that as long as my mobile phone's on me in my pocket it'll you know i don't know how accurate it is um but that's how i'm monitoring myself and i just leave it on and, and it just kind of notifies you that you've got you know you've hit 50 percent of your target today you know and it kind of eggs you on to hit the other 50 percent, so you okay. get the full 100 so little things like that and it's kind of like out of sight out of mind but um, so it's working in the background. So I always keep my phone on me when I'm walking around doing anything like that. So that's the, I forgot what the app's called. Um, let me just get it up here. Oh, there it is. It's um, Samsung Health. Oh, okay. So it's it's native. It's just on a Samsung device. Yeah. So uh, any other Android device, or Sony or whatever might have something else. But 
it's pretty good. I mean, it, it monitors everything. Does your heartbeat? Um, you put your finger on the on the phone. It measures that stress levels, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's what I'm using day to day um, for just general, you know, activity. Um, and then in the gym, when I'm, you know, because I lift weights and stuff, I'm using the Strong app, um, which I think you used to use as well, didn't you? Yeah, a while ago. I don't really do much weights these days. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's really good um, for organising your weightlifting um, routines. So, you know, it's got quite a lot of exercises in the database and you can create your routine, you create your workouts, how many sets, how many reps, how much weight you're lifting. Um, and it sort of monitors your progress as well. It creates a chart for you to look look at. Um, you can view your past history of the workouts you've done. Um, and it's really good. I mean, it's got a timer built into it as well. So, you know, once you've completed a set, you, you know, hit, you tap on, uh, you know, completed, and then it will set like a, an interval, uh, be, you know, between um, your sets. And you've got full control over that as well. So, you know, it's highly recommended. I, you know, I, I love using it. I'm always using it. The only problem is uh, when you're in the gym and you're pulling your phone out every, you know, two, three minutes, um, people start looking around at you thinking, you know, what's he doing on his phone? So you get that kind of vibe. So it's not cool. So if you're in a, a, you know, a gym where everyone's lifting, you know, weights and everyone's, you know, focused on doing their workouts, it does look a bit odd when you're constantly looking on your phone. Mm. Yeah. It's not the, the gym etiquette kind of, you know, goes out the window. Yeah, but you need to forget about that. You're doing, you're recording your progress. So, I mean, you could obviously just take a pen and paper with you and then backtrack it later. That's the old school method. I used to do that. Yeah, I used to have a notepad and a pencil. Um, but, you know, with, with, with the tech that we've got now, you don't need that kind of stuff. Waste of paper, right? No, of course. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. So the Strong App's really good. And um, I'm using, um, I don't know if, you, if you've used it, MyFitnessPal. Yeah. So, yeah, I use that to just monitor um, the food that I'm eating and just, you know, making sure my macros are all good. I'm hitting them every day and I'm hitting my calorie target and things like that. So uh, it's a bloody good app. And I, I pay for it as well. I pay for the yearly sort of um, license or subscription for it. Um, I make full use of that. Okay. And it's a really good app. It's got a barcode scanner on it. So you can scan like, you know, if you bought a sandwich or something like that. You scan the barcode and it'll tell you straight away what that item is and it'll give you the breakdown of all the macros in there and you can just tag it, you know, say how much you've had of that. Um, it's very, very accurate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've used it in the past. Yeah. I haven't been using it much recently. Um, mm. My main things that I'm doing, um, so I wear a Fitbit. Uh, I've got Fitbit Charge 2. Yeah, Charge 2. And um, I tend to wear it all the time. Obviously, when I'm not charging it, mm. um, I wear it to to bed. I wear it in the shower as well. So I try not to take. It's it. got the sleep tracker on it as well, right? Yeah, it's got sleep tracking on there. Yeah. It's got heart rate monitor. Obviously, it measures your steps. It measures your elevation. So uh, ah, stairs. Okay. It's uh, heart rate. It's what else has it got on there? Calories burned. Um, how many active minutes you had throughout the day? So okay, it. I don't know how it calculates that. I think it, it starts. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what would that be? It's you can either you can either activate the well, you can either tell Fitbit that you're doing an activity, so you can trigger an activity yourself. Right. But if you forget to do that, like let's say, you know, you go for a jog and you forget to trigger it, uh, Fitbit looks at things like your step, the rate of your steps. It looks at your heart rate. Right. Um, and things like that. 
you know, and it recognizes that you're doing something out of the norm. Right. And it tries right. to make a pretty good guess. And it, it it's pretty accurate because um, when I go for a walk at lunchtimes, um, by the time I get back to my desk, it normally gives me a notification saying, oh, you've met your activity goal for the day, even though I didn't trigger it. And that's just for walking. So with walking, okay, you need to have a continuous, I think, 15 minutes of walking for it to trigger as an activity. Right, okay. Um, and that's about as much as I, you know, it takes me about 15 minutes to walk into town, walk around for about 20, and then 15 back. Yeah. Um, so Because that, that's right, that's all you need. About 15 minutes yeah. of a walk is all you need to get, you know, your muscles going, your heart rate going, exactly, and everything yeah. like that. So. Yeah, it's, it's mm. pretty good. So I use that. And um, I also, when I actually, I'm following the, the body coach 90-day um, plan as well. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned that in a previous episode or not, but... I think you might have mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's the Body Coach Plan by Joe Wicks, if anyone's not familiar with it. And it's a 90-day plan, and it's basically just... Uh, the first month is all just HIIT workouts, five times a week. And it's all body weight yeah. HIIT workouts. And um, they're pretty intense. So um, I'm, in, I'm coming towards the second half... Well, the end of my second month now. That's something, something yeah. like that is right. And the second month introduces weights, um, but it's still just hit workouts with weights. So I'm yet to find out what the third month introduces. Cool. But those, I um, I just do them at home in the evenings. And um, when I'm about to start, then I will trigger it on my Fitbit that I'm about to do a workout. So that also gets tracked as well. The amount of time you spend, the uh, your heart rate, and um, things like how many calories you burned all gets tracked. Right. But then, yeah, also it monitors my sleep. Um, I try and hit my um, stairs goal as well for the day. It's just 10 flights of stairs. Sometimes, you know, if I'm on nine, I'll just, uh, in the evening, I'll just, you know, go up the stairs and come back down a couple of times and that triggers it and that gives me my, my goal. And it's just little things like that which sort of gamifies your fitness, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what you want like to do. You want to... Going up and down the stairs that one extra time probably doesn't make much difference to you know, my health, but yeah, it's just a little like a dopamine hit in my brain saying, yeah, I reached my goal for the day. Um, and you do that yeah, every day for, is, yeah. for the year and you're going to notice a difference, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it makes a huge difference over a longer period of time. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, yeah. it's a long game. Um, so that's what I'm using tech wise. Um, I don't really use the Apple health app because I don't really have my phone on me all the time. Uh, one thing I was thinking about later on this year is um, investing in an Apple Watch, maybe. Um, you know, I've got the Fitbit at the moment, which is fine. It's doing everything. I don't know if I've got a real need for an Apple Watch. I don't really need the extra that it brings. But it would be nice to have something that is, you know, a tighter, in a, in a tighter relationship with my phone and my Mac, you know, just to be... Every, everything in the same ecosystem it would be nice yeah but um, yeah. i don't know it's a luxury item so maybe one day yeah i think um because google purchased fitbit didn't they um just recently that there could be something big on the horizon there you know they could release a, an all-round wearable device which has everything in it like the apple watch but you know android powered kind of thing i don't know do you know why maybe. google bought fitbit um I was going to guess that it's one thing that they don't have as part of their product range, right? Well, you've got Android Wear, right? I mean, Google have yeah. 
it might not be a Google specific thing. It's an Android, uh, Android Watch OS sort of thing. But from mm. what I've heard on other tech podcasts and everything, is that mm. the the processor that goes into Android watches is, I think, is a Snapdragon processor, mm. and um, they are not fit for purpose. And the reason that the Apple Watch right. is doing so well is because Apple have designed their own processor to go in it. And right. um, because Android ones use a third-party one, Snapdragon one, who just can't seem to get it right, that's why they're just not pushing that Android uh, watch market now. And um, so that's probably part of the decision for buying Fitbit. So because, you know, Fitbit's going to have some proprietary sort of software in there as well. Exactly. Proprietary yeah. hardware. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they'll come up with something good. Because um, wasn't it Fitbit that bought out Pebble as well? Yeah, that's right. Pebble was the original. So, so there you go. So everyone's under Google's belt now. All of the Pebble team, all of the Fitbit team. So, so they've you know they've acquired that, which is you know it'll be interesting to see because you've got um, I mean I've created a list of uh, wearables um, on Trello. Hmm. You know you've got you know really expensive ones out there. You've got like the Garmin Forerunner nine four five, which is for your sort of like um, serious athletes, triathletes, and. You know the IP rating on these is pretty high, so you know they you know you can knock them about, you know swim, you know in water and all that kind of stuff, and they'll just keep on running, you know. And Garmin is like you know it's military kind of tech, um, or military spec um, um, hardware, so it's you know they're very expensive stuff, so um, they're probably aimed at the more serious kind of athletes out there. Um, but I've never had a, a Fitbit, but you know my sister's got one. We just recently got one for my dad. So I think like the, the Fitbit um, is it the Charge Three is the latest one. I think is it? Yeah, yeah, in the Charge series anyway. Yeah, it's it's almost identical um, to the Charge Two. You wouldn't be able to tell really. Um, it's just yeah, got, it comes yeah. with a slightly different strap uh, by default. Mm. Um, I mm. don't know what the extra features are to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've not. I've never really, you know, been inclined to get one, because um, I'm more of a, you know, like I, you know, I'm a watch person now. I never used to be. I used to find wearing a watch being, you know, restrictive. You know, it's just something that you constantly look at, and it just kind of keeps you, you know, you know, clock watching if you like. So I never, I never sort of wore a watch until you know the last few years I started to wear like you know, traditional kind of chronograph watch, and um, you know things like that. But these are. Uh, you know, Apple watches and, you know, smart watches and things like that. Just not, I probably would, will never get into that, but uh, I can probably see myself getting, you know, either a Fitbit or maybe something a bit more expensive um, with, with more going on in it, you know, you know, focus towards maybe, you know, swimming and all that kind of stuff, a bit more intelligent when it comes down to tracking your okay. uh, activities. So, so you know, I've, I've created a little list there and I think, you know, that the Garmin one is probably, you know, very, very expensive, that one. Um, I think it's a case of just having a look around, see what's out there. Um, I know Samsung do a decent one as well. Um, but yeah, I do need to look into this and um, see what you know what's going to work for me. Um, I know Google produced a pair of goggles. I don't know if you know about this, a pair of swimming goggles, which has a display in there and tells you you know how much you know how much depth you you picked up <laughs> and you're diving and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's mad. It's absolutely crazy. So. There's quite a bit out there. Yeah. You know, whenever I've worn swimming goggles, I always close my eyes as well. I don't know. Just <laughs> It's just a, like a gut reaction. Once you're in water, close your eyes. Yeah. So yeah. that would be no use to me. 
Mm. Yeah, but there's uh, there's loads of uh, you know wearables out there. Yeah, well, wearables I'm pretty happy with the Fitbit so far, but like I said, you know, yeah, um, considering an Apple Watch later on, I don't think I'll even if if Google, you know, with Fitbit under their belt, if they come up with something amazing, then who knows? Maybe I'll switch to Android and adopt that. But I don't see that happening um, anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, that's just, it's another it's it's another media query as well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So it, it it might be interesting to like you know try and develop something for it for the Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it's a nightmare. You know? yeah. yeah, from some of the other oh. podcasts that I've listened to, um, yeah, know, Apple developers they just say that the watch kit is just an absolute ball ache to use. But wow. Yeah, still, you know, relatively new, I guess. You know, I'm sure, you know, programming for iOS or Android wasn't uh, wasn't that easy in the first couple of years. Um, it'll no, just get easier no. as time goes on. But yeah, definitely. Anyway, neither of us are iOS developers, so no, <laughs> that's, yeah, we'll that's conversation that. for another <laughs> another year, maybe. Yeah. Um, have you ever tried a standing desk? Um, there's a guy in in my office in my shared office environment who has one. And while he was out, he was away for a bit. Um, I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" <laughs> and um, yeah, then I, you know, I opened it all up, and I was like, "This is pretty cool." So you know, I put my laptop on there, and I started using it, and it is, it is comfortable to use, and you know, th- there's no strain on you at all. Um, so I've, yeah, I've given it a go, and they they are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I haven't tried it um, again at work. One of the guys at work has the one. He sits next to me, and. Um, mm. He's got this thing. Oh, I don't know what the company is called. Um, if I find out, I'll stick it in the show notes afterwards. Uh, but he's basically got this add-on thing where you put it on top of a normal desk, and it's yeah, yeah it's like a a standing desk, like a converter sort of thing. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. it's huge, right? This thing is it's, <laughs> yeah, it's huge, and it's right next to me, right on his desk. Um, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, he doesn't stand up on it very often. He maybe okay. maybe once a day he'll get up, um, but I I've, I notice it that it's less than that. I think it's once every couple of days he'll stand up for an hour or so. Right. But I don't know. I think if a lot of people are doing it in your office, it's fine. If it's just like a single person, it just it feels a bit uncomfortable for the person next to them. It is a weird thing when someone's standing next to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of standing up, towering over you. Yeah, I've never given it a go myself because, I don't know, I just like to sort of lean into something. I know you can get some standing desks which have like a stool behind them as well. So, so yeah. you just sort of, you're in an upright position, but you're just resting your backside on You're something. resting, yeah. Mm. And you can get like specific mats that you stand on as well, which are contoured. So you get like a right. bumps underneath your feet. Yeah. I think someone's gone and um, developed a chair for people who sit with um, one leg underneath themselves that's how i sit so when yeah. i'm sitting down i'm literally sitting on my like on my ankle if you like yeah kind of i like do that sometimes as well. leg so someone's developed a chair i saw it um i think it was like a like promoted on facebook or something yeah i didn't quite understand how it's kind of like how it works i just took a quick look at it i was like all right okay yeah that'd be good i don't know how that would work that'd be good i would have yeah. one of those because the way mm. i normally sit on my chair is i have my feet pointing backwards, like tucked underneath the chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I sort of lean slightly forward. So I've sort of forward, got my yeah. feet crossed and tucked underneath. Yeah. 
which probably isn't great. You know, I should probably try and keep my legs at sort of ninety degree angles. But yeah, sometimes I but do. The leaning forward things, um, like the chairs with lumbar support, make you lean forward anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I very rarely so, sit back in my chair like this. But the only yeah. time I ever really sit fully back is when I'm thinking about something when I'm not actually doing work. Right. So then mm. I'll lean back, and if you know, if I've just got pen and paper in my hand then I'll sit back yeah. and, you know, just jot things down. But as soon as I'm working again, I'll come and yeah. sit upright and lean forward. Mm. Try and try and have relatively okay. good posture. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the key thing, isn't it? If hours a day, then, yeah, let's try and sit nicely. Yeah, when you are working, you do tend to find yourself slouching as well, um, you know, which isn't great. Um, so, yeah, you know, a good chair. Um, standing desks, obviously, and then a, a chair with lumbar support is a, is a, is a must. If you're at a desk all the time. What about yoga? Have you ever done any yoga? I haven't. I've uh, kind of <laughs> frowned upon it. Like I don't know. It's just I, I do a bit of you know stretching and stuff. Using I've got a mat and I've got a foam roller and I do a couple of yoga um, poses and stuff. Downward dog being <laughs> the like the main one that I, I, that I sort of use. But no, I don't really you know give it. A, I've never really given it a go. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should go to a yoga class. Have, what about you? Have you? Um, I don't. I don't do it often, but uh, I, I'll do a little bit now and then in the mornings uh, when I'm at work. When I'm yeah. working from home, I'll do a little bit. Um, but a few years ago, one of the companies I worked for, they used to they had a yoga instructor come into the office once a week, and right. we used to have a lunchtime session, and I did that for quite a few weeks, maybe two three months or so, and um, it's really difficult. Mm. it seems really easy watching someone do yoga but once you actually start doing it it's, it's a lot of strain on your body and it's, it's a good wake yeah. up call about you mm. know, how stiff and uh, you know unfit you really are and um, yeah it's something that I've started to not really worry about it's just something I've started to think about flexibility I'm turning 40 this year and I'm just kind of like you know picking up like little aches and pains or knocks here and there after a workout in the gym. Yeah. So the fact that I'm not really stretching as much as I should. And, you know, yoga is also, you know, it helps with your breathing and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot going on with yoga. Yeah. You know, it helps you in loads of different ways. So maybe I should try and, you know, get involved somehow. I don't yeah. know. Well, there's an app for that. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. There's an app for everything. <laughs> I um I started using this one app called on iOS is called Yoga for Beginners, um, Mind right. and Body. Um, it's a pretty good app. It's free. Um, it's got beginner sessions. It's got like intermediate, you know, more advanced ones. Yeah, it's got little videos of each of the poses, and then um, you can either just watch individual videos first, get familiar with it, and then what you can do is um. Mm. You can then start off a session, and uh, on the loudspeaker, it will um, say what move your is about to come next, and it'll give right, you okay. a countdown of your current moves, current position that you're doing. Yeah, how long you got left on that, so that you can get ready to get into the next position, and then it'll give you a, to do the you next know, one. count into the next one. And it's pretty good. I've okay. done it a couple of times, um, and like I said, you know, it's it's not simple. Even the bed, the beginners one, it does really, you know does really like force your core to wake up a bit yeah mm. yeah 
I'll, you know, I, I think I will pick something up like that. Um, try and find some kind of app on the on the Play Store and. And there's so many on YouTube. Utilize it. Yeah, it's flooded with it. You know, everyone's kind of health conscious now. Over the last couple of years, everyone's become really, really conscious about good thing. you know their health. And <laughs> it is a good thing. Yeah, the one that I watch on YouTube is uh, Yoga by Adrian. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty good. All right. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that we tend to, you know, just, you know, ignore. I mean, if, especially when you're, if you're weightlifting, you know, and, you know, just thinking about your aesthetics. So it's what a lot of guys tend to think of when they're in the gym, you know, how they look, you know. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit superficial. And then, you know, that kind of changes over time, especially when you're young, you're, you know, you know I want a six pack, I want big biceps. You know, I want a big chest and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you never train legs. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, that's the way it was when you were younger. And, but as you get older, you come a bit more mature in your way of thinking, right? So it's about, you know, your heart rate, working on that, keeping that up yeah. and hypertrophy and all that and kind posture. of stuff. And, you know, as well as posture, yeah, as well as having, you know, big arms and everything else, filling out a T-shirt. There's a lot more to it. And, and I think we overlook the whole... Uh, you know um, the flexibility side of it because you know we're getting as we're getting older our bodies aren't the same anymore no, you know, we're not as flexible as we used to be so again you know I think it's something that you know I think everyone needs to look into it yeah definitely you know simple sort of stretching some yoga movements and breathing and all that kind of stuff yeah definite definite good stuff mm. well you know like we said earlier most people set uh, fitness as a goal for the new year so i'm sure a lot of people have so hopefully you guys are keeping up to mm. your fitness goals and you know you're working out regularly and getting enough exercise and yeah. getting off your seat as much as possible during the day mm. you generally just keep up with it and um yeah if you've got any other tips for anyone then yeah you could tweet us at inspector fm drop us an email uh inspector at gmail.com let us know what your fitness plans are what your fitness goals are and what you do basically and if you've got any other tips. Yeah, especially if you know of any kind of like, you know, smart fitness um, gadgets and tools. I, I, you know, I came across a smart, um, uh, what is it? It's like a dumbbell, um, but it's a smart one. I need to read up on it and see exactly how it is smart. So how, how that works with your, you know, with your phone or with your wearable. It's probably got a, like a, a gyroscope in there to see if you're lifting your all the way up or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're doing half reps or not. Yeah, <laughs> it tells you off if you're doing half reps. Yeah. Sends you a warning. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how that kind of stuff works. Yeah, yeah, it's only going to get more and more, isn't it? Yeah, it's you know the way it's going now. You know, it's it's getting crazy. You've got the Peloton bike as well. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, I like the I like the idea of it. It's bloody expensive, but yeah, yeah. yeah. two thousand pounds for a bike that doesn't take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But I like the idea of, uh, you know, an online community and, you know, having like a one-to-one -one or one-to-many kind of like video call as you're doing your session on the bike. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. And um, spinning, I went to a spinning class a couple of times and wow, so difficult. I heard they're crazy. Man, it's the, it's the worst. It's the worst thing ever. Were you sweating loads at the end? You're, you're sweating, you are just absolutely dead. You, your legs are finished <laughs> after a spinning class. Wow. So, yeah, recommend it. Give it a go if you want to work out your legs. 
There's just too much to try out now. There's, I'm actually signing up to uh, Muay Thai oh, lessons. Um, so I'm going tomorrow. Um, just right near my office is a new uh, gym that's opened up. And um, so they've got an open day tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I'm going to throw myself in there and see <laughs> see how that's like. But, um, yeah, because the Muay Thai re- regime, the, like the warm-up regime in general, you know, uh, the whole fitness side of it is very, very, you know, difficult. It is hard. Yeah. Okay. So I thought to myself, you know, going on the treadmill, I hate running. I, I, I just can't be bothered to get on a treadmill and run or cycle or anything like that. I, I just don't, I, you know, it doesn't work for me. So I'm thinking the Muay Thai side, you know, getting involved with Muay Thai and, you know, the exercise involved with that should help me with my cardio. Yeah. Sounds good. And complement my weight weightlifting. So, Let yeah. us know how you get on. Yeah, definitely, man. I'll, uh, I'll record it and um, maybe you can share that. Yeah, we can. On the, on the website. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you're listening to this at your desk, now that the episode's finished, get up, go for a walk. Yeah. Get your steps in. Yeah. Go for a walk. Have a brisk walk. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for a little walk now as well. Yeah, me too, man. All right, mate. I'll catch you in the next one. Have a good day. Yeah. See you then. See you later. Thank you for listening to today's show. Be sure to subscribe in your podcast player and feel free to drop us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at InspectFM and you can find the show notes for today's episode and a full archive of all shows over at inspect.fm. 